How is everybody? Are you guys good? Wow, we've just completed our one-week um, prayer and fasting together together week. And, um, I, I, well, I'd just like to get a show of hands. Who, in some way, whether you came to the 24 hours of prayer or if you came to one of the night sessions or one of the day sessions or you joined in um, on the, uh, we did um, like Bible studies in the mornings, would you just wave your hand in the air if you, got, if you were involved in some way? Oh, look at that. You wore my little cotton socks. Good work. Um, you know, uh, it has been a pretty awesome week. Um, and there's been a lot of things that have been happening in and, and around the Cornerstone Fano. And um, I, just, uh, I just really know that it was God's timing to do it this week. Um, I know that there's a lot of stuff happening at the end of the year and all those sorts of things, but I think God placed it on our hearts to do it this week, especially around Lyndon and Kath um, and what they're going through. So um, what I want to just say that, um, is that Lyndon is doing okay, uh, Kath's doing pretty well, um, and currently uh, Lyndon's brother. So Lyndon is our associate pastor, if you're a guest here this morning, uh, and uh, what do you limit, I'm sure, from Bluff to Dunedin, because he'd found out his brother. That morning, they had called a 1 p.m. meeting and asked all the family to come. And they'd also asked the donor person that, uh, that does starts twisting his arm and twitching. And uh, over the course of a number of hours, um, that, in, and, and to be honest with you, there hasn't been a whole lot that has changed since that time. He's come up and he's sort of plateaued. Um, but to see anything and that space is an absolute miracle. And so can I just ask that we just give God honor and just why don't we just give him a round of applause just for what he's done? Thank you, Jesus. So, um, yeah, Lyndon and Kath, are, are, we're all praying. There's, there's dozens of churches represented who are praying for Greg to have a miraculous recovery. And we're hoping that in the next week or so they might start talking or start thinking of removing the ventilator tube. So we'll see how it goes and we'll keep you posted. Thank you for your love and support. Uh, that's from Lyndon and Kath, and they've really appreciated everything that you guys have done for them. So, um, Yeah, hey, welcome uh, those watching at home on live stream. Kia ora. nice to see you guys, or watching later. Hey, um, oh, I need my Bible. That's what I should do. It's probably a good start, right? If you have your Bibles with you, um, otherwise grab your phone. And like I said, I've only got one good eye, so I don't know if you're on Pinterest or, you know, buying a fish pond off eBay. I don't know, but um, we'll just presume that you're looking at uh, the Bible app on your phone. Um, I have something different for us this morning. And, um, you know, as I've been reflecting on where God is leading us, um, post Together Together, um, there has been this really clear statement that God has been saying to me. And it's been something that um, is quite uncomfortable. Because I don't know about you, if you've ever been in any sort of manager's position, a leadership role, uh, some sort of role where you've got to like, lead a group of people, you'll know this fundamental truth, that uh, preparation is a good thing. That process is a good thing. That guidelines, that having structure is a helpful thing to get a group of people together. Am I, am I right in saying so? That's kind of how you get things running. Um, and I wouldn't consider myself to be an overly controlling person by any means, but you know, I like to make sure that things are happening and things are working to a, a certain way and a plan. 
And then God comes along. You know, I heard a joke recently, um, you know, how do you make God laugh? You tell him your plans. <laughs> and um, and I, I've been feeling a little bit like that. I, I, I'm standing here today uh, convicted on something, um, and it's about letting go. And it's about letting go my understanding, our understanding, and our plans. So would you walk with me today and to complete unknownness, and to not really knowing exactly where the Holy Spirit is leading us. But you know, the weird thing is, this morning I know that God's got something on his heart to share to you and to me, but I have absolute, 100% confidence that it is um, of his will, and that he's got something to speak to all of us, because he's been speaking to me very clearly about it. Um, and so, though we're walking into uncharted territory, we're walking with God, which is a really great place to be. Uh, your Bibles, and go to Romans Eight with me, please. So when I was praying, God, uh, now if you're a guest here this morning, um, this is not what I'd normally do. Uh, I'm a bit of a creative. I quite like to get up and walk around and do my jazz hands because I went to drama school. <laughs> but I really felt to do something quite different. And all I want to do today is read a piece of scripture. I just know that, you know, sometimes God speaks to us you know, through Scripture, and God, sometimes God speaks to us through messages that are on people's hearts and, and through people and worship and other things. But today's message is the message. It's the Word. Today's Word is the Word. And I've got a couple of things that God's been speaking to me about. I don't have slides. I just want us to read. Is that okay? Now, I'm reading ESV because it's my large text Bible, and um, I'm having a few eye issues this week, so we're going to go with that option. And God spoke to me really clearly. He said, I want you to read... Romans 8.8. 8. So I read Romans 8.8. 8. I grabbed my Bible. It's a short verse and it says this. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Thanks, God. That's it. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I was like, uh, Lord, maybe you want to give me another one because I don't know whether that's... I don't know, maybe, maybe that was wrong. And he said, read Romans 8.8. 8. And I read it again. And then he reminded me. Um, he said, what do you always tell your congregation about reading scriptures? I said, uh, read them in context. And he said, yeah, take your own advice. I said, oh, okay, God, all right. <laughs> so I read the rest of Romans 8. But I think he did this for me. He gave me that verse to give me a little slap across the face with a wet fish. Grab my attention. And I hope that grabs yours as well. Let's start Romans 8 verse 1 if you've got your Bibles. If you don't and you don't have a phone, just get awkwardly closest to the person next to you and look over their shoulder. But make sure you're looking at their Bible, otherwise that's weird. All right, here we go. I'm going to read all the way. Th no, actually, I'm going to read and stop for a second here and there. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free. Free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. This is a really great verse, verse 3. For God has done what the law weakened by flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of, sin, uh, sorry, of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. 
verse 3, I, I just want to say that again. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemns sin in the flesh. Paul, this is the author of Romans, Paul is saying here, he says the law, which was the Old Testament at the time, he says, for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. It was a great idea to start with. But how many people know that sometimes when us humans get their hands on things, we warp it, we confuse it, we make it, we put barriers around things, we make an us and them, and that's what happened. We weakened the law with our own sin. And then by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin. So he was able to bring righteousness. He was able to condemn sin in flesh. So he was sent as a human, and then he was, be, he was able to live a sinless, perfect life, and therefore beating sin on the cross. And I, I look at that, and I apply that thought process to this idea that um, we do, you know, the law had a really good purpose, and sometimes I think as Christians, we, we set our lives up, and we do things with the best intentions at heart, you know, hey, we're going to go to church, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But how many people know that over time, things become the norm, things become stale. And then over time, it just becomes something that we do. It's not something that we're passionate about, that we're in love with. Has anyone ever been in, in that season in their life where they're like, I'm coming to church, but I'm just turning up? Look at that. Bless you. Thank you. I've certainly been there. For God has done what the law weakened, could not do. Verse 4. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk, not according to the flesh, but according to the what? According to the Spirit. God has been talking to me really clearly this week. My big theme is this. Perhaps the Holy Spirit has got an answer for you. Perhaps God has an answer for you. Perhaps everything that you're doing because you've always done it isn't maybe the answer that he has for you. Maybe the way we do church on a Sunday morning isn't always the answer. Maybe it looks like different things. When you read Acts chapter 2, verse 42 about the New Testament church, man, church looked a whole lot more like what we did this week at the Hub. <laughs> yeah. You know, turning up at three in the morning for a prayer session. Sitting in with the youth, hey Michelle? And letting, them, letting the youth just pray circles around us. You know, having the youth turn up at 12 at night and having to push past them and get to the front door. and It was awesome. Breaking bread, spending time praying for each other. That's, that's a pretty interesting way of doing church. And not that, I'm, not that I'm throwing mud. Hey, look, I'm a leader of a church. I'm just really convicted that the Holy Spirit is, I think, speaking to us as a church and as a group of people. That too often we lean on our own understanding and our own comprehension. And I've been going through a little bit of a journey of just going, oh, hang on. What do you want to do here, Holy Spirit? He's like, why, why, why thank you for asking. 
I don't know why he has an English accent, but anyway. <laughs> Cup of tea. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, when you, when you ask the Holy Spirit, when you pause and you leave a life that is led by the Spirit, and I want to say that when you, when you lead a life void of God, you lead a, you lead a weak life. When you, when you make decisions void of including God, they're not the best decisions. Now, sometimes they might turn out okay, but I always believe that God has got an answer. And I believe as Christians, as, as Pentecostals, as, as Christians, that we should be led by the Spirit. Now, I want to make a point. Some of you have been around a wee while. You might be like, yeah, but I'm not a Pentecostal at heart. That happy clappy thing. I'm not talking about Pentecostalism. I am not talking about Methodists or Presbyterians or any other movement of God that you want to mention. I'm talking about the biblical, the real, one of the, the Trinity, Holy Spirit. It doesn't have to look like any one thing, but what does it look like to have the Holy Spirit active in your life? It doesn't necessarily mean that we have to install chandeliers and you have to be swinging off them next week. But what does the Holy Spirit moving in your life look like this week? What does it look like? Is it turning up and going, oh, hang on. Holy Spirit, I was going to respond like this. What do, you, what do you want me to do? Hey, I, actually, that's really good. What I want you to do is that I want, you, I want you to read the fruits of the Spirit in your car before you have that meeting. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to do that. Love, patience, peace, joy, kindness, self-control. You walk into that meeting that you were going to tear strips off that person because you were right. You were justified. And maybe you were. But actually, the Holy Spirit's just said, you know what? If you win this, that means the other person loses it. Do you want that? You go in with a different feel, a different atmosphere, a different goal in that comfort re resolution. What would it look like if you are talking to your kids and you ask the Holy Spirit to, to be your words, to guide you in what you say in a hard time? And they've just gone through a marriage breakup and you turn up and instead of just saying, well, you know the Bible says God makes all things work together for good. <laughs> Maybe the Holy Spirit is going to say, I want you to make them a cup of tea, give them a hug, and don't let go. <laughs> Be quiet. Be quiet. Listen. Now to hear the Holy Spirit, we must listen. The Bible says that the sheep know my voice. How do you know the voice of the Holy Spirit? Spending time with the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you if you're in a significant relationship, but one, one hopes, my hope is that I could play you a hundred male or female voices and you should be able to pick your spouse's voice. If you can't, I've got a number of a good marriage counselor. <laughs> if you can't, uh, but you should, right? Because you've spent time, years around that voice, your parents' voice. Your kid's voice, your, your, your boss's voice. You should know that voice. Am I right? Spend time in the Holy Spirit. 
with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus. How? With the Word. Google Holy Spirit Scriptures. Understand the character and the nature of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Spend time in worship and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Spend time with Him. Where do we get up to? Five. No, we're going to be here all day, Dre. Come on. <laughs> Fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Mm, we're leaning on our own understanding. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. That's what I'm saying. What does it look like to have your mind set on things of the Spirit? Do you know the cool thing about setting your mind on the things of the Spirit? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a scary place. That's a crazy place. Do you know why? Because the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God. Like um, Joni said this morning, our God is the God of impossible. How does, should your life change if you're being led and listening to the God of impossible? Yes, is the answer. And you should be walking into the impossible. You know, I don't want to, this is just an example. But at some point in the future, we are going to need a building. We're going to need a home. And I, I look at that and I go, gosh, you know, at today's market rates with, you know, capital gains tax and, and with the property values that, that's happening in Rolleston and the Rolleston real estate bubble and with property developers taking up every single section and not being able to go any further, you know, we're going to have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars just to get land, probably, you know, over a million dollars and then we're going to have to get a house and then we're going to have to look at the consent and then what are we going to have to do? Then we're going to have to get a building company in and then we're going to have to see if we can get consent from the neighbours and then we're going to have to see if we can get this and then we don't even have the money. Where are we going to get the money from? Ha! Says the Holy Spirit. I am the God of impossible. Do not use the mind of flesh. Use the mind of the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. You know, I'm sitting in the hub sometimes, and I'm like, I'm sitting in the impossible. Two and a half years ago, if you were here, having our own venue, especially if you looked at our finance, was impossible. Right place, right time. It's almost like there was some sort of mystical being that opened doors and made things happen for us. Verse 6. We'll get there. There's only 29 verses. For to those that set their mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Can you say life and peace? Now, when you're led by the Spirit, everything's going to go well and perfect. You're going to be made of money. There's going to be rainbows and butterflies. Everyone's just going to, you know, nod their hat to you and just give you lollipops. No. <laughs> Is life going to be tricky? Yes. But what does he say? Gives you life and? When you're led by the God of impossible, no matter what the circumstances look like, guess what? It doesn't matter because your God is the God of impossible. Your life is impossible. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus and you're going, what is this crazy guy talking about with the weird, sexy Arnold Schwarzenegger voice? <clears throat> sorry for the distraction. <laughs> sorry. Yes, your pastor just said the word sexy from the pulpit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what I'm talking about is that we... Like, just, just, just sit here for a second. 
If you can just imagine for this God thing just to be real for a second. The uncreated creator that we believe through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, that when we ask the Holy Spirit into our life, dwells in us and gives us secret information and supplies us. You know, if you're thinking about that from a, from a secular perspective or not a lot of God experience, would it make sense to go, yeah, you should use that a lot? It would, wouldn't it? You'd be like, yeah, I'll take that superpower, thanks. That'd be great. We should be, not for our own gain, but because we have life and life abundance, that we have the ability, we are co-heirs in Christ, that we are sons and daughters of God. He wants us to walk in these things, not for our own benefit, but for the greater kingdom of God, to extend the kingdom of God, to use our gifts and skills, abilities, to use the things that he's given us for business, to, to give um, glory to him, to, to extend the kingdom of God. Use those things. But set to the mind on the spirit is life and peace. I love this stuff because God is a God of peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He'll give us peace even when the things don't make sense. Verse 7, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, always wrestling. I want control. I want control. I want control. If you're not willing to listen to God and walk in Him, I think we have a control issue in our life. And guess what? We all have control issues in our life. I may or may not have had a few prayers and conversations with God about coming up here without slides, without sermon notes, and just talking about what God has been speaking to me about it here. I might have had a little conversation with him about that. But God, I'm not prepared. I remember my, my, my sermon. Why is my voice going up like this? Why, I remember my, my, my preacher training. Never go up without, you know, um, without notes. Never go up without um, you know, this and that. But here's the thing. I know that God's given me something in my heart and all I've got to do is let it out. <laughs> you know, T.D. Jakes. Uh, do you guys know who T.D. Jakes is? Yeah, he's awesome. He's just like, I feel like he's probably 11 foot tall and like just this enormous beast of a man in, in the natural and in, in the supernatural. But he says he will never, ever, ever let anyone preach in any of his churches with notes. Do you know why? He said that if it's not in your heart, and you don't just speak and open your mouth and it falls out of you because you're living it, breathing it, you know, in it. He said, I don't want you up there. I was like, whoa, that is intense. He's never gone to seminary college where they tell you the four steps that you've got to go. But anyway, has anyone ever seen that, that, that series where I can't remember what, it's another preacher. It might be Stephen Furtick, I'm not sure. But he's sitting with T.D. With Jakes and he says, they're doing this thing where he gives him a word. It's Stephen Furtick, right? Where he gives him a word and he says, he gives him no warning and he says, preach on this word for two minutes and I want at least three Bible verses and to back up your point uh, on this particular topic. I can't remember, what was the one? Was it suddenly, I think he said. He's like, suddenly. T.D. Jakes stands up and gives the best sermon on suddenly you've ever heard. No experience just because he's living, breathing the Holy Spirit. He's led by the Holy Spirit. It's super exciting stuff to see. Dre, how did you get talking about T.D. Jakes? All right, come on. This is why I don't have notes. <laughs> this is what happens. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. 
Verse 8, here's the scripture with the cold fish across the face. But now we have some context. You know, we'll read it. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But we know what it said before about, yes, if, you, if you're thinking fleshly thoughts, if you're living in the flesh, you're, you're, you're going to go to destruction. He unpacks this thought a little further. You, however, say however, however. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Ooh. And I've written there years ago, what did I write? Problem and answer. I don't know when I wrote that, but I got this Bible in 2011 from my non-Christian mum and um, my non-Christian uh, stepdad. And they're like, we bought your Bible. We went into, you know, there's these religious shops. They just sell religious things. Did you know that? And you go in these religious shops, it's called like manna. I was like, yeah, mana, mum, mana. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sell all these religious things. You, you, you can get religious cups. And she got me this Jesus cup. And she said, it's got like, it's got like you know, writing, Bible writing on it. And I was like, yep, thanks, mum. Yes, as a Christian, I can attest that we do know these things exist. And she said, we got you, we got you one of these, um, we got you a Bible. And um, it's got really big writing because, you know, you're blind. And I was like, yep, that, thanks, mum. Thanks, mum. And she said, Did you, there's hundreds of versions of different Bibles. I said, yes, mum, I'm in Bible college. Yeah, yeah okay, thanks, mum. So she got me this Bible. I said, I don't know like, when I wrote this, but problem and the answer. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Whew, it's a problem. But in that problem is also the answer. There's a problem. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong in him. There's a problem if you don't have the Spirit of Christ in you. You don't belong to him. What's the answer? <laughs> belong to him. Spirit of Christ is right there. Now, I know, I know, some of you are sitting here going, look, I came from an open brethren background, and you've mentioned the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> you've mentioned the Holy Spirit 11 times. <laughs> 10 times is okay in a sermon, but not 11. <laughs> I'm not mocking, but, you know, I know that there can be a bit of fear, but the Holy Spirit is God. It's us, God in us. God dwells in us. It's, it's, it's a biblical person. It's a personhood of God. It's not scary. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit should dwell in us, speak to us, talk to us, guide us. That, that quiet voice, that feeling, that's the Holy Spirit in you. Now, we're going to pray later if those of you would like to be in, reassured that you're in the Spirit of God. But he's very clear here, Paul. You do not belong to him if you're not in him. Verse 10, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raises Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Verse 12, so then brothers and sisters, we are all debtors. Not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. To the flesh just means to be without God in your own thinking, just fully fleshly mind, fleshly human, without being led by the Spirit. 
to live according to the flesh. Verse 13, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you are put to death, the deeds of the body will live. Verse 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. Verse 15, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery. Sin is slavery. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Some of you live in a spirit of fear, worry about school, your relationships. Everything that pops up, your default is to worry. Whoever that is this morning, I want to say you've got a spirit of control. Because worry always comes from a heart of control. Now, it's not a, it's not a, you're not a, you're not, it's not demonic, you're not, you know, possessed. It's just an issue that we've got to give to God. When you worry, that's a fleshly response. Ah, and we all have that. I worry sometimes when I forget to indicate through a roundabout. <laughs> you should worry too. <laughs> but, you know, there are times when you worry, but living in fear and worry is not what God has got for you. That's a, that's a life of slavery. You will live. Uh, verse 14, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters, by whom we cry, Abba, Father, Father God, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. We have our own spirit. Sorry, uh, the spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then we are heirs. If you are in Jesus, if you've got a relationship with Jesus, a living, breathing relationship, not just attending church and doing some things and just saying, yep, I'm saved. I was talking to a friend of mine a few years ago, and he said, mate, I'm, I'm just loving going off and having multiple relationships, and it's great. And I was like, mate, that sucks, and you know better. And he was like, well, it's fine. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm good with God. I said, why are you good with God? He said, well, because when I was 14, I said the sinner's prayer. And try to convince this guy that that's not what Christianity's about. It ain't about law and religion. It's about relationship. I don't know about you. I don't know how long you would last in a relationship where the other person ignores you. And then when the stuff hits the fan, they come running. <laughs> The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is, God, uh, with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. I want to leave that there. Can I have the worship team up, please? Now, I'm not going to give you any sort of fancy 10 points. Some of you right now are just going, you know what? I could, I could, really, I could really get into that spirit thing. I, could, I, I really feel like there's a bit of conviction on my heart. Thank you, Dean. But life in the spirit, that's where we're at. That's why I feel God's been leading me. Leading a church... Just as a conduit of the Holy Spirit, I'd go to that church. Well, we'll do our best. We honor that. We, 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 you can keep us accountable to that. Ask us the question. Cool. Is that a 10-year strategy or are you guys, have you asked the Holy Spirit for that? And having faith that if we say yes, we've sought him, 
Could you stand with me? Please. I always forget. Sometimes I ask you to do things, I should say please and thank you. You're like, well, that pastor's rude. Some of us need to meet Jesus today for the first time. Some of you go sitting here and you're like, well, I don't know what this, all this stuff means, but if there is a God and He's saying that if, if, I, if, your spirit, if, if, if my spirit's not in you, then you're not with me, then I, I, I want that God. I want, to be, I want to be a part of Him. I want the goodness of all the things the Bible says that He is. And I've seen these Christians and they seem to be pretty onto it and they make mistakes and they're not perfect but look at the joy on their lives I, I, I could, I could, I'm down for a bit of that maybe that's you today wherever you are and you, you, you need to respond the cross requires a response it's not passive the cross requires us to respond in some way some of you you are just feeling dead you are that valley of dry bones. Thank you. There she is. You are the valley of dry bones, and you need God to breathe some meat on those bones. Sorry, that's quite graphic. You need God to breathe life into your life. Some of you have made a pretty good life of leaning on your own thinking. You've done all right. And God wants you to continue doing all right. But He's got more for you. It's not just about the stuff, but it's about the journey. It's not about the goal, but about the journey along the way too. Imagine making good decisions because God has led you to those. What example do you set for your kids, for those around you? Some of you just need to be encouraged that you're doing the right thing. You're living a life of the Spirit. I just want to say, well done, good and faithful servant. But I just want to challenge us and challenge myself this morning. Do we just do things because that's the way they've been done? Maybe they're a barrier. Maybe we don't have to do them like that. Would you join with me? And just saying, Holy Spirit, I'm open to you saying, do it this way. Read your Bible before you do this. Speak to me before that. Hey, have a chat to that person first. Don't talk here. Talk here. Whatever it is. Remember what I said, you, you, you hear, you get to know the voice of the Holy Spirit when you spend time with the Holy Spirit. And this next worship song, you don't have to do it in worship, you don't have to do it in, on a Sunday, you don't have to do it collectively, but we can do that with those things and we are going to do that. Can I ask, would you respond? Not to me. And yes, I know we do that, but we, have, we do that here because this is the easiest, there's a function the way we do things and there's a reason that we do church the way we do it to a certain degree because it's worked for 2,000 years not always but there you know we should be within that we should be flexible uh, our national leader Sam Monk says this he says as an axe movement as a group of churches that's the movement we belong to he says I want us to flex our flexibility be willing to flex and move with where the Holy Spirit has asked us so this morning I ask, would you respond? And could you come? Some of you need to respond for the first time. Some of you just need to be led by the Spirit. Some of you need a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Would you respond? 
And when we do that, there's a few people I know here who've got scriptures on their heart. We're not going to sing immediately. I just want you to hear these scriptures that people have. And a couple of you might have words as well if you could come talk to me first. But there's a few people here that I know need to respond. Some of you have pride issues and you don't want to respond right now. Your heart's thumping, you're a bit nervous about what your spouse is going to think if you go up there because they might look at you and go, "Mm mm-hmm. But be open to the Holy Spirit. Some of you are a bit nervous of the Holy Spirit. He's good and faithful. He loves you. He's not going to hurt you. He knows you. Would you come? Would you come now? Would you let our elders pray for you? Would you let some of our connect group leaders pray for you? If you could come now, I know there's people that just need to hear the Word of God. They need to to step out in the Spirit. Thank you. Come. And if you feel like you've got a word on your heart, could you... Could you come up? And uh, I'm just going to stand over here. It's going to be messy. Messy church is okay. Everybody say difference okay. Bryce. If you've got a word from Scripture or somewhere else, I'm going to stand over here. Could you come over to me? Connect group leaders, could you pray for our people, please? Our elders and team leaders. If you could pray for these people, that'd be great. I was reading this morning from Psalm 100. On your feet now, applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourself into his presence. Know God is God. And God, God. He made us. We did not make him. We are his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter, this is what I really wanted to say, enter his password, enter with the password. Thank you. Make yourselves at home, talking praise. Thank him, worship him. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and ever. got a word Father I thank you so much for these people thank you Fiona Um, I'm not sure what what scripture it is but it's fear not for um, I have called you by name child you are mine Mm, awesome that scripture talked all about being a child of God and the heir of God You know, we don't have to jump up and down for the Holy Spirit to arrive. Holy Spirit can come like a gentle wind. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Father, we thank you for your goodness, that you so loved us, that you died for us, that you would come 
to bring life in its abundance. In Jesus' name. In its abundance. All right. Kia ora. Uh, I was, uh, I learned about, I was looking through or listening to a podcast and reading about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. And what I found awesome in um, Hebrew, it's ruach or something, and it's literally breath. And that just completely changed my thinking about the whole thing. Like, you know, we have a very, it's very easy to box him in and how he works and whatnot, but it's like, it's literally, you're like God, it's God's breath, mm. the spirit of life. You, you know, he breathed life into Adam. He breathed the spirit into Adam. Yeah. Like every, our life is a massive gift. It's God's breath that we have. Yeah. And it is just the spirit working in us. And I think that's mint. Awesome. That's right. The Lord spoke the world into being just with the breath. Thank you, Jesus. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves yeah. and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear their land. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel um, for some people here, they're carrying around this control and they give it to God and they take it back and they take it back and they take it back till it's all back on your lap. And I just really want to encourage you guys this morning to give it over to God and don't take it back, to leave it at the altar, leave it at His feet. And if there is anybody here who wants to give that control over to God and leave it at His feet, please come forward. We'd love to pray for you. Yeah, 100%. Got a verse? Yep. Um, this is Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do, do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge Him and right. He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Great. I was hoping someone was going to bring that. Awesome. <laughs> because I've been questioning whether I've been hearing from God and hearing from the Holy and hearing from the Holy Spirit but um, I just want to encourage people that might have been thinking the same thing because he's just confirmed to me from what Fiona said about fear not fear not I am a child of God but the wonderful thing is that everything like about how how the Holy Spirit and God are the breath. Uh, three weeks ago, I was sitting out the back and I shared this with Dre. I actually saw an image of the Lion of Judah and the most incredible thing was his breath. And that is in us. He is in us. 
And just even yesterday, Dre, I was prompted to read Romans 8 and 9. And so I'm just so thankful. And I just want to encourage anybody who is frightened, who thinks that they're not hearing from God. He's not going to leave you down the path and he will show you and assure you that you are hearing him. So I just want to give him the glory. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I um, just want to remind you that the Holy Spirit knows how you listen. The Holy Spirit knows how you speak. And he'll often speak to you in a way that you will understand. For a kid who struggled with reading and writing me, for a kid who struggled with um, all that sort of learning difficulties, when I was a young Christian, God would speak to me in pictures and visions. It was something I could see and I could, I could understand and I could feel. And as time's gone on, and it's done, spoken to me differently. All right, now I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you. So can we just take 20 seconds and I just want you to just still yourself. Stop thinking about where you left the car keys. You'll find them. And just ask God, ask the Holy Spirit in your own mind, in your own heart. Just say, Holy Spirit, forgive me. I love you. I'm listening to you. Do you have something to say to me? Holy Spirit, I, I love you. I'm listening. Do you have something you want to reveal to me? Take 30 seconds. Ask yourself that question. Swallow every head is bowed, eyes are closed. Holy Spirit, I love you. I'm listening. Speak to me. Some of you just got a weird feeling. You just kind of felt like you were looking at your child and that you love them. God's telling you that He loves you. Some of you don't know what you just encountered. You got a picture of a, I don't know, a BP pie. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what that means. Ask the Holy Spirit. My beautiful and intelligent wife often says when you're talking about the things of God and, and, and prophecy and words of knowledge and the Holy Spirit often go with your gut not with your heart and God speaks to your heart for sure but often our heart is our emotions and so if we're feeling really rubbish and we, we sit there and we go I feel like God loves me that's my gut that's my first thought then you go follow that up with but I'm so worthless and I'm not worthy of his goodness don't listen to that God will often speak to you immediately and you get a picture. Thank you, Jesus. I just uh, I had a, a couple of things. I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me that the hurt, you know who you are, the hurt that you have felt. God, His heart breaks for you in this time. But He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He is for you. He is with you in the dark times. He is with you. He sees you. He has a plan for you still. I also got a name. I know, I think there's someone here that I know knows this name, but I'm not sure if that's you. You'll know who it is when I say the name. 
but I got the name Christy. So if you, Christy's hurting and she needs you. So if you know a Christy and you think that might be you, go give her a call or whatever this afternoon. Today, this week is a real, a, a realignment for some of you. Do not have fear. Live in the Spirit of God. Can we just worship God? Can we worship God right now? I don't know what song the team has.